this is Chris Crossing the Universe, recorded on January 12th, 2013. Is this the end of media as we know it? Welcome to yet another episode of Chris Crossing the Universe. I'm, of course, Chris, and today I thought I'd talk about uh, online music and music downloads and uh, how the way we consume music is really changing. Um, you know, it's 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 really interesting. I, I definitely did not think going into this initially going into this podcast, I mean, this is not the podcast I thought I was going to end up making, you know, I thought I'd talk about how, you know, really downloading music is dead, and how no one downloads music, much like CDs are essentially dead now, but I, I asked a question to my Facebook friends, and I just asked him, you know, I said, okay, who still downloads music through iTunes or or Amazon or, or buys CDs? And surprisingly, a good number, at least of the people that responded, almost all of them, if not all of them, said, yeah, I still download music. And though it may not always be legal, I still download music, which is really kind of surprising to me. I, I guess, you know, it's it's one of those things where you kind of end up living in your own little, your own little world uh, after a while, in your own little ecosystem, in your own little echo chamber, because honestly, for me, I never download music anymore. I, you know, I, if I do, I really have to like a song, or I, it's, it's not available to me on a Spotify, or another service, you know, or something like that, where I, I, I can't listen to it on demand. I typically will listen to music using Spotify, um, which is, which is my music player of choice, I guess, nowadays, for the longest time. In fact, up until Spotify released, uh, in the U.S., I was solely using iTunes and spending some money downloading songs, um, all legally, of course, but prior to that, I was illegally downloading music, I'll admit it. Um, it wasn't, uh, through one of the main, the main ways, such as, a uh, BitTorrent or Kazaa or anything like that, it was rather underground and still is fairly underground and I won't mention it because uh, I don't want to discourage uh, those people from using that particular service and uh, uh, let's just say it's it's a very sneaky way of, of uh, getting around things um, that is obviously illegal because I'm not paying for it but uh, uh, yeah anyways uh, so Prior to me using iTunes, that's how I get my music. Well, then I started using iTunes more and more, and it just became easier and easier as I eventually got an iPod, and as you know, I kind of grew up and started to earn my own money when I got a job and 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 things like that. 
it just made more sense for me to use iTunes and just to buy my music. And now that Spotify, when Spotify released in the U.S., I was like, okay, this is kind of cool. You know, it's kind of like Pandora only on demand. And eventually it just turned into, oh, I'm using this a lot more. Oh, I'm using this a lot more than I thought. And and now I pay the $10 a month for Spotify Premium so I can get it on my cell phone and I can listen to whatever the heck I want that Spotify has in their library and I don't have to worry about listening to ads constantly or having to stop my music because there's an interstitial ad or something that's taking over the music. You know, I I looked at it at one point, you know, okay, I buy about an average of, the you know, five songs a month. And with with the variable price in the iTunes introduced, a lot of the songs that I would want to listen to became a dollar twenty nine. Now still it's it's still cheaper for me it would still be cheaper for me to to buy my songs through iTunes and for me to own a copy of those songs. However <clears throat> you know, let's just say I wanted to listen to a random old song, you know, or I just I just really am in the mood for Motown, or, you know, I just want to listen to a lot of, a, a Wynton Marsalis uh, album where he just does classical music. You know, I'm, I'm not going to spend the $10 on iTunes for something that I'm going to listen to a couple times. I'm not going to spend the $10 on an album, which I may like only a few songs on, and I, I, I won't necessarily like the whole album. Whereas with Spotify, I can be like, I can listen to the whole album, essentially, for the ten same $10, but then if I don't like a song, I don't feel like I wasted any money, because I can just go listen to another song. And then, let's say, you know, a half hour, oh, I'm getting kind of sick of this music, I'll go listen to some other, you know, I'll go listen to the blues, or I'll go listen to jazz, or, or you know, the latest guilty pleasure, um, whatever that may be. You know, Opa Gangnam style is, is kind of a big one right now for me. Um, and I don't have to feel guilty, you know, or be like, oh, do I really want to spend... $1.29 buying Gangnam Style just because I can't get it out of my head. Not really. Um, which is what's good about Spotify is that, you know, it, it it's good and bad about Spotify. I mean, it kind of makes you more... It makes you more impulsive when it comes to your music. You know, whereas before, it's like, okay, you know, I really gotta think about considering... You know, I really gotta consider, okay, do I want to add this to my collection of music? No? Okay. Then I won't. Whereas, now with Spotify, it's just like, eh, who cares? I don't, I don't own it. I'm not paying, oh, I am paying for it, but it's, you know, I don't own it. It's not that big of a deal if I only listen to it once. So, to me, it's, it's a better method of, of listening to music than say, downloading my music through iTunes. Now, are there times when I do wish I still had downloaded some songs? Of course. 
but with my current system, I guess you could call it, or, or technology that I own, it's really easy for me to listen to music on Spotify whenever I want. I have a cell phone, a smartphone I should say, that I can that uh, I can use to tether my iPod to, and then I have an instant internet connection to Spotify. So then I can listen to Spotify on my iPod, and I don't have to listen to, I don't have to worry about, uh, uh, you know, whether or not I own a certain song or not. And I'll be honest with you, it's kind of spoiled me now to the point where there are sometimes when I'll just randomly pull up my iPod and be like, oh, I want to listen to the song. Do I? Don't I own that song? And then I'll look through my iPod, and sure enough, I don't own that song. Here, I'd just been listening to it on Spotify, and I didn't realize that I had just been listening to things on Spotify. And I thought I actually owned that song. So, it, it gets kind of, kind of, uh, it kind of spoils you after a while. Um, and not... I mean, granted, not everything's on Spotify. I mean, I would say Spotify is pretty similar in in uh, when it comes to selection as iTunes. Um, I really haven't found much that I can't get on Spotify that I could get on iTunes. There are some iTunes exclusive things, obviously, that I can't get on Spotify and that I would have to buy if I wanted them. Um, Guilty Pleasure being, you know, the Grey's Anatomy uh, soundtrack when they did their music episode. You know, some of the songs from there, I prefer the version that they created um, to the original version by the artist. And that was exclusively for the most part on iTunes. I think you might be able to buy the CD of it. Um, I don't really, I haven't, I haven't really looked into that, but you know, that's one of those cases where it's not on Spotify. And so now I have to go buy it on iTunes to own that. And that's kind of where the system breaks down a little bit. I mean, yes, I can import things now into Spotify, now that iTunes is not using a proprietary format for their songs. So I can import it into Spotify and have it play it there, but it doesn't always work, and it's not always perfect. Um, you know, and I would have to import it, on, I still, I'm sure there's a way to do this, but I still haven't figured out how to get it imported into Spotify and then connected to my account so that if I listen to Spotify on my phone, it'll appear there too, without me having to transfer the song specifically to my phone. Obviously, with this method, there's not going to be everything on iTunes or Spotify. Um, specifically, the last time I, I looked, which was a little while ago, um, but, you know, I, I was looking for Bob Seger, and he's not on iTunes, he's not on Spotify, and at this point, I just have to ask myself, you know, I, I don't understand how an artist cannot be on iTunes or cannot be on Spotify or, you know, I, I think he's on 
Pandora just by reason of, of their humongous library of songs that they use to, you know, play, play music. Um, but, you know, I can't buy an individual song by him. You know, I have to, I have to either buy the whole album or go without, really. Because, I mean, I can't just go into iTunes or Spotify and just listen to, let's say, Hollywood Nights. Which is what I really want to do, because it's been stuck in my head the last couple days. And so that gets kind of frustrating, and that's really where the system breaks down. Um, but otherwise, I would say 99% of the songs that I listen to or want to listen to have been on Spotify or on iTunes. Most of it's been on Spotify, so I don't even have to worry about looking on iTunes. Um, and, you know, it's really becoming a new landscape. And I don't want to say that, you know, I'm, I'm always on the bleeding edge of things. And, you know, it's, I just wait for people to catch up to me. But by the time they catch up to me, I'm already on to the next thing. That's not always true. But I think in this case, I, I definitely believe that it is going to be the future where no one is going to own music unless they absolutely want to. Obviously, people are always going to want to own songs that are either sentimental to them or, you know, whatever the case may be. Some people are always going to want to own different songs and, you know, whether it be digitally or on CD, just like there are people that still own vinyl records and they only prefer to listen to their music on an old turntable. Um, you know, there's always going to be that person that, that is still stuck in that era. But I would say the vast majority of people are going to start moving over to Spotify or RDO or, you know, other services that may come along uh, with it. It is important to note, though, that I have not been able to quite give up iTunes entirely. It is still the best place for podcasts that I have found. I mean, it, I've tried other ones, and they just can't compare to iTunes and the ease of use. And considering I still own an iPod, I mean, it's, it's the easiest thing for me to transfer podcasts to my iPod uh, using iTunes, and it's dead simple where I don't even have to think about it. I just plug in my iPod, and I have the latest episode. So, I can't quite give up iTunes entirely, you know, and I still use it for some things, um, you know, their, their movie rentals, I'll usually use it for that uh, if, I'm, if I'm looking to rent a movie. Um, just because I have a bad track record of being able to return movies on time, uh, and then it ends up costing me more than if I were just to go out and buy the movie and then try to resell it after I watched it. Um, so I'd rather pay the, the $4 to rent a movie through iTunes than potentially m more than $20 sometimes. It's happened before, where I paid more than $20 to rent a movie just because I couldn't return it on time. Um, so, you know, it, it's worth it to me to pay the $4 to watch something once 
and I have to worry about returning it than to pay, say, $2, you know, at, at the local movie rental place and end up having to pay late fees. It just, it doesn't work for me that well. Um, and, you know, I know that there's the library, but then again, I still have issues returning things to the library on time a lot of times, and, you know, while their fines are significantly cheaper, um, you know, it still adds up after a while. I mean, you know, especially if you have, like, two or three things out, they charge you 10 cents, or at least my library charges, charges you 10 cents per day per item. So if you have three things out, that's 30 cents a day. It adds up quick. Um, they don't always have the newest releases either, so it's not really the best um, medium for me. And even if they did have the new releases, you know, then there would be a hold. I'd have to place a hold on it, and I wouldn't be able to see it right away. Whereas if I just paid the $4 on iTunes, I could watch it almost immediately. And then as soon as I'm finished with it, it deletes itself. It's it's awesome. That being said, though, you know, it does add up after a while. That's why I don't rent movies often through iTunes, just because, you know, I'm not going to rent a movie every single week paying $4 a week to rent a movie. I mean, usually it's for stuff that, you know, I wanted to see, but I never saw in theaters, or, you know, I, I was just not, I didn't want to see it in theaters bad enough to go pay the money to go see it in a theater. Um... You know, the last the last movie I rented through iTunes, I think, was Men in Black 3, which I'm glad I rented, because it wasn't the greatest movie, to be honest. Um, but, you know, I didn't come away from it being, oh, I just paid five over $5, potentially, to rent this movie, which wasn't even that good. It was a better system for me to use iTunes to rent that movie than it would have been for me to go to the video store, spend money and gas, spend my time seeing if they have the movie I want to see. Granted, it is difficult because, I mean, you know, there are some movies that I would not have found out about if I wasn't at the video store. Um, but that's just more, that's more of an issue with discovery than it is an issue with the rental system. Um, you know, Discovery's always been an issue with really everything. I mean, even books. Um, you know, it's always hard to discover a good book unless everyone is talking about it. But going back to Men in Black 3, I was ultimately glad, you know, I was happy that I spent just $4 renting the movie through iTunes rather than going to the movie store and having to worry about returning it and all that stuff. It was just so much easier, and it's especially good, you know, if, say, you don't want to get out of the house for the day, or, you know, it's late at night, and you just want to watch a movie to curl up in bed to, and you don't really want to go out and go to the movie store, even though they're still open, um, you know, it, it just makes things so much easier. Um, you know, and with a lot of technology things, you know, I always use... My mom is a good test case. You know, I kind of use her as as the general public baseline for the most part with a lot of things. And she's still going to the video store, which is why, at least here in the Midwest, why video stores, you could still find video stores. 
and they're not all red boxes or or your blockbuster expresses or whatever else there is now she still goes to the local video store although it's more of a chain it's not blockbuster but it's kind of a i think it's just a midwestern chain anyway so she still goes there rents her videos every once in a while returns them and she's as far as I can tell, perfectly happy with that system. You know, I've suggested that she maybe look into getting an Apple TV uh, at some point. You know, that way she can just rent things right from iTunes or, you know, she can put music, have music playing from her computer, you know, on the TV or, or watch movies through Netflix or, or whatever else. But that's... You know, she's kind of... Res I don't want to say resistant to it, but I mean, it's just not how... She works with her media. I mean, she's that's not how she consumes her media. She's still in that mindset of go to the video store and get a movie and return it. Yeah, there may be other options out there. And I know she's used Redbox before plenty of times. But even then, it's still getting that physical media and and being able to sit down with a physical disc and plug it into the DVD player and watch it versus doing things over the internet like I do and but you know it's it's that way with a lot of things though too I mean you know it's I prefer to write things down on a computer and she oftentimes will write things down handwritten if if she needs to write something down um so, you know, it's hard because I wonder how much of it is a generational gap and how much of it is just technological gap. You know, it's not the best use, not the best example or use case or what have you, but it still gives a good idea of the general public. Um, you know, and going back to the Spotify and, and things like that, she still buys music on iTunes. Initially, it was because I told her, you know, she was looking for a way to get music to work out to, and I told her that that would be the best way to do it. And so she, I got her set up on that, and she kind of started getting into that ecosystem, and now she's pretty deeply entrenched in that ecosystem. As am I, of course, but that doesn't mean that I still listen to it on a regular basis. I mean, you know, you it's pretty com I, I guess the best analogy, which not everyone may understand, um, but the best analogy I can come up with is, you know, with with uh, digital single reflex digital single lens reflex cameras, DSLRs. Um, you know, they're they're the big chunky digital cameras that you see professional photographers using. But there's really only two brands, two major brands, I should say, out there. There's Canon or there's Nikon. And their lenses do not work with each other. You either have to buy all Canon lenses or you have to buy all Nikon lenses. It's not like that where, you know, it's okay. I bought all iTunes music, so now I cannot use Amazon MP3. Thankfully, thankfully, we're at a point now where, oh, you know... Amazon MP3 has a better price on this, or, you know, it has a better feature with this. I think I'll buy this through Amazon versus iTunes. I could still put 
import my music from Amazon's MP3 store into my iTunes account, or my iTunes uh, playlist and, and stuff. So ultimately, it's really become a new... I think I think Spotify and RDO and, and things like that are really going to change the way we consume media. And I think it's... At least for me, it's really setting... Well, it's not really setting a precedent for me, necessarily. But it's really changed the way I think about media, though. I mean, you know, I, I don't feel tied down to physical media anymore. It's not like, oh, I gotta, you know... I gotta buy this DVD of this movie because, you know, I liked it. Granted, I still buy the occasional DVD, but it's not because... I feel like I need to own it. It's because, you know, I, I just feel either I can't own it or I can't watch it instantly on Netflix or, you know, I, I, I can't find it on YouTube or something. You know, so it's my only choice at this point. I do buy movies off of iTunes and I watch those, you know, and I'm happy with the quality and everything. And... I think slowly but surely, I think that's how we are going to buy movies. I mean, I think what we're seeing is a slow degradation of physical medium. I mean, I think people are realizing that eventually the physical medium will decay over time. It's, it's a physical thing. Everything physical will decay uh, over time. Versus a digital thing where, you know, it's it's a lot easier to keep it going and upgrade it constantly. And, you know, you're not always locked down into this one specific format. So I think, really, I mean, you know, it, it just it reminds me of, like, VHS. When I was growing up, VHS was the big thing. You know, everything came out on VHS. You know, you rented VHS from Blockbuster, you know, and you always had to return them and rewind before you returned them. You know, be kind, rewind, and all that stuff. But now, you know, then then as I got older, it became DVDs. Which, you know, the big thing then was, you don't have to rewind DVDs. You know, it, it's, you know, you just pop it out of the disc and, and pop it out of the disc player and, and you just take it back. It's amazing. And... You know, in, in the 23 years or so that I've been alive, I've already seen three major shifts in the way we consume media. You know, first it was VHS that I can recall, obviously. I mean, there was other competitors and, and things like that out there. You know, so first it was VHS, and then it became DVDs. And now it's starting to, be, to become, you know, this digital medium and this digital way of consuming things that is really not locked down to one specific format. You know, we don't have to have a VCR or a DVD player to watch whatever content we want. You know, all we require is a computer with an internet connection now. You know, and we can watch all this great content that these people are making that we may not have seen before. I can't tell you how many de how many documentaries that I've watched on Netflix that I probably would have never heard about if I hadn't stumbled upon it through Netflix. So I think ultimately we're we're getting to this point where physical medium is dead. 
obviously there's still going to be some people that will want to buy physical medium and want to collect that. Just like there's still people that collect stamps or people that still collect coins and, and, and people, you know, people are going to collect things all the time. But I think what we're seeing is we're seeing a shift in the majority to this cloud-based stuff where no one really owns anything and we all kind of share this one copy of, of things and we pay this intermediary to to provide that copy to us and you know whether we own a copy of the copy or not is irrelevant because it's always there for us and it's on demand and it's really uh, it's gonna take a while for it to become the majority but I think we're getting there I think we really are getting there you know and it's it's I think eventually we're gonna get there with a lot of other aspects uh, in our lives like cars you know I, I don't think that necessarily people in the future are gonna own cars necessarily I think it's just gonna be a you know a pool of cars that maybe you pay a fee or, or, or whatever and you know you either pick it up or hopefully it'll pick you up because we'll have self-driving cars by then and takes you where you know it takes you to where you want to go and you know and and then it goes back to the pool and you know you just pay a flat fee much like I do with with Spotify or Netflix you know I just pay a flat fee and I get whatever the heck I want it's just a free buffet of, of music or movies or whatever you know so I think eventually we're gonna get to that point but right now we're just starting to see the very beginnings of that point. And so I think it's really an exciting time to be in this age and to see these major shifts from before, whereas, you know, okay, you buy CDs. Well, initially it was, okay, you're buying vinyl. Okay, now you're buying eight tracks. Now you're buying CDs. All, it was all physical medium. There wasn't any big shifts. I mean, there were shifts in technology, of course. I mean, you know, just in how much you could fit on on vinyl versus 8-track versus cassette tapes versus CDs. You know, each time, the number of tracks got bigger and bigger and bigger. And now we're getting to this point where it's irrelevant how many tracks there are. So, with that, I think it's, like I said, it's an exciting time to live, and, uh, so yeah, those are my thoughts about, uh, Spotify and, and, and things like that. And like I said, it's not really the, the podcast that I initially set out to create. Um, you know, initially, as, as like I said, I was gonna come in and, and just say, you know, how physical medium is completely dead, no one ever buys music, even iTunes is dead, Long live Spotify because we're done with all that. When in reality, I'm stuck in my own eco chamber thinking this stuff, but in reality, it's so early yet and it's such on the bleeding edge that it's going to take a while for people to really adopt and embrace this new technology where, and this new concept of them not having to own their own copy of something for them to be able to use it and it's eventually hopefully and this is pie in the sky crazy way 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 in the future optimistic but hopefully i think that would 
create more of a culture of sharing and, and things like that where we don't feel so divisive about, you know, oh, this person owns that car. It becomes, well, I can own that car too. I just pay the same fee that they do. And just becomes more of a... We become more of a society on the same level versus a society on many different levels. And we judge people versus on what based on what level they are versus, you know, what level we're at versus what level they're at and all that stuff. So, like I said, it's pie in the sky, high, ideal, maybe it won't even happen, maybe it will be gone long gone before then, we'll have a nuclear holocaust or something before then. Who knows? But I think eventually, I mean, I think these technologies are really going to lay the groundwork for this these services i mean you know you look back at it and we're already kind of there with with things like grocery stores i mean you know in the past is in caveman era you know it's hunter gatherer you know you get your own food for your family and and that's it and you don't share it with anyone else well now you look at it we have grocery stores everyone can shop at a grocery store and get the same food as another person I think we're, we're, we're getting to that point where it doesn't matter individually if you own something or not. It matters whether or not you want it or not. So, I don't know. Anyways, this has been another episode of Criss Cross in the Universe. Hopefully you enjoyed it. Uh, I know it was kind of a little rambly and got off topic with some things, but, you know, that's... Hey, isn't that kind of why you listen? I mean, you know, it's just me talking about different topics and the thoughts that come to my head while I'm talking about it. So anyways, I hope you enjoyed it. Um, if you have comments, feel free to leave them to me in an email or or on the website itself. Uh, or even on iTunes, you know. Uh, I just revamped the iTunes uh, listing for this podcast, so hopefully it should be a lot cleaner, a lot nicer, and actually... There should be some album art now. Um, just leave a comment there, or, or however you want to get in touch with me. Everything's on the website, chrislundy.com. And uh, with that, thank you for listening, and I will talk to you next time.